Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey guys, this is Josh and the homebrew hombres, Liam Malone, Max Wessel, and Doug Banks. Hey! We make RPG from scratch. It's a podcast about making and playing your own tabletop role-playing games. So come listen to us work on the Scratch Dice system, an alternative to D&D and Pathfinder, and listen to our first campaign, Echoes of the Star Crypt, at nerdyshow.com and on your favorite podcast app. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All nerdy show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Flame On. My name is Pat. I'm your talking bearskin rug, sitting in the host chair while Brian is taking care of some uh, curling-related business. But joining me for this conversation on all things geeky and pop culture, I have got Eric. Hi. And I've got BJ. Hey, what's up? We are back. It is August. It is a muggy, muggy August here in Orlando, Florida. So very moist. <sighs> God, it is. The rainy season has begun. Yes. Did it rain today, though? I don't think it rained. No, it didn't. Well, now that we've said that, because I heard thunder earlier. Yeah, that's right. They were talking about uh, late night storms. (laughs) Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck. (laughs) We need to make that. uh, Did you say we were going to add that into all the episodes? Yeah, we need to do that. Wasn't that when somebody jumped in and like stole stole, your thunder? Stole your thunder. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we are here <laughs> to chat about uh, what is uh, tickling our fancy in the world today, and we are going to start with a couple of little tidbits from Comic-Con International, also affectionately known as San Diego Comic-Con, and uh, we have a very big DC pre-order that had started. The DC Universe was fully announced, fully shown, and uh, pre-orders, and actually... One of our friends, Aaron, got uh, he won one of the trivia contests and got a year free subscription oh, wow. for DC Universe. And I had a uh, uh, Mike pre-ordered it. Oh, that's right, I did yep. see that he did. 
Uh, so BJ, why don't you? I'm I'm not the DC person here at the table, so. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what DC Universe is? So I believe they're still taking pre-orders because it launches around September, October. Um, So it's, I originally thought it was just like a video streaming service. Um, What's going to eventually get me is their entire comic library is in there on top of all of their TV shows. And when I mean all their TV shows, I mean the original 1940s uh, Superman um lois and clark pretty much everything dc lois and clark the new adventures of superman yep um that almost got my mom to get it um but they uh some of the new shows i mean there's titans i'm interested in it yeah justice but i swear to god if raven is like Jean gray from the 90s x-men cartoon i'm gonna Uh, be pissed uh, Uh, scott i uh Beast Boy, ah, oh, um, Robin, oh. <laughs> Robin, ah, the darkness. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, they've got the new season of Young Justice, uh, which looks great. Uh, they've got a Harley Quinn animated series, which they've said nothing about, but they're just like, it's there. Uh, a new Swamp Thing series, which I don't know is live. It might be live action. Um, is the original Swamp Thing series on it? Yes, the original Swamp uh, live action Swamp Thing is going to be on it as well. So they've got everything, everything going to be on there. The eighties Supergirl movie. Oh yes, which oh. apparently just got released on Blu-ray. That silence is deafening in this room. The only reason <laughs> I even know that <laughs> podcasts are a visual medium. <laughs> That's why I'm shrugging my shoulders. Eric is shrugging. <laughs> The only reason that I even know that is because uh, on a very recent episode of Pop Culture Happy Hour on their uh, What's Making Us Happy segment, Glenn Weldon's What's Making Us Happy was the fact that Supergirl was now released on Blu-ray so he could enjoy it. Oh, God. On Blu-ray. Who is even the villain in that movie? I don't even... Selena? I think so. And I don't even, like, I know Go nothing. Best? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes <laughs> 10 years before she was born she was the villain in the supergirl movie <laughs> uh so it looks it looks cool i'm i'm probably gonna break down and get it because there's a lot of um there's a lot of dc um pop culture stuff that i'd like to actually catch up on apparently they're gonna have some of the pilots for their failed tv shows i feel like that's an odd choice to be like Hey, here's the things that were deemed not good enough to actually be shows. But I mean, if you want to say you have everything, you can't you can't squelch on even even the dark shadows of your past. So the uh was it Adrian Padalecki uh Wonder Woman pilot? Oh, I hope that's on there. Are that... they gonna have the Nicolas Cage Superman movie? Oh uh, no. But <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you can download the script somewhere. Are they going to have the um, Sinbad Kazam? (laughs) Don't you mean mean Shazam with... Who is it? Shaquille O'Neal? No, I'm pretty sure it was Sinbad and Kazam. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure we had a VHS of it in our attic or something. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited about it. And a lot of people... A lot of people were on the fence. I mean, I'm a little bit on the fence on their original programming, but the comic collection alone, I'll probably get into. Yeah, that's a very that's a very interesting addition to a service 
to include the comic library along with your movies and television. Because I doubt Disney will do that. No, when probably not. they pull no. all the Marvel stuff. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see how they... Now that DC's gotten the jump on being able to uh, kind of go at this first, it'll be interesting to see where they stumble with it, if they do, and what um, Disney will learn from or try to one-up them with if they decide to do that. I will believe in them. I will will be the positive one for the next five seconds. I believe it will work. I'm totally not saying this on air, but... Are you just going to let us borrow your sign-in? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> as long as you let me borrow your HBO Now one. Sure. Perfect. All right. We're in business. <laughs> so in addition to uh, DC Universe, there were also a couple of uh, high-profile trailers that came out of Comic-Con International. I have seen two of the ones that we have listed here. In our script. Shazam? Shazam is one of them. It looks so fun. I I like Zachary Levi. I don't know how I feel about this movie. Partially because I really don't care about Shazam. Did you like the movie Big starring Tom Hanks? (laughs) I don't really remember. Oh, wow. I think it was fine then you'll probably think this movie's fine because <laughs> it looks exactly the same. Right. Except with superpowers. Yeah, he can switch back and forth, though. He doesn't have to be Tom Hanks all the time. I mean, I don't it... think he was Tom Hanks at all in the movie trailer I saw. <laughs> Did you see a different cut? <laughs> uh... So Shazam was one of them. Uh, Aquaman was the other trailer that I saw that came out around that time. I'm going to need him up. Starring Nicole Kidman doing her best Jean Grey from the animated 90s. (laughs) (laughs) And that red wig that came out of X3. Oh, what was that? Did it come out of of X3 or did it come out of the television version of Inhumans? (laughs) I mean, it looked at least a little styled. (laughs) What trailer did you watch? (laughs) The only time it looked styled was that I'm pretty sure it was CGI underneath the water. Yeah. Because that was the only time it looked good. When they had anything above water and it was dry, I was like, what shake-and-go wig did did they pull out to put on this woman's head? That color red doesn't occur in nature. (laughs) Even under the sea. (laughs) It looked a mess. I will probably not see Aquaman. Jason Momoa is fine. I can see shirtless pictures of him pretty much anywhere if I wanted to have that type of material. I just don't. I like the fact that they included his armor from the comics. Yes. I did appreciate that because I feel like if you're going to do an Aquaman movie, I want to see back in 2000 when superhero movies weren't really a thing. They were like, we need to not look so cheesy and so comic booky. Hence the three X-Men movies with all leather. Mm. which then spawned a whole time period of comics of them just wearing leather. Uh, That was one thing and one mindset, but you're talking 18 years later, we've got movies where they are so damn close to the actual comic book. Yeah. Like, look, that I was going to be mad if he literally just walked around, you know. We still don't have Hawkeye with those big 
I win <laughs> things. I would kill for that. <laughs> I would. I would love it just as like a promotional picture of him just like dressing up like that for a convention. I would be. I would just be happy with that. With the little cloth flaps on the front and back. Like, I want <laughs> full classic yes. Hawkeye. Bright purple. Ugh. I, but, but yeah, Aquaman looks good in that armor. Yeah, yeah. no, it yeah. looks really good. And I was, I've been, and you know, it's only going to be for a short period of time or to be ceremonial or to be something like that. And then they'll be like, all right, get the clothes off Jason Momoa. Again, not a thing that you would ever be mad at somebody for saying. No, no, no. But in a movie about Aquaman, I want it to look like Aquaman. Although, are they trying to cram every Aquaman story into this movie? Probably. Because I saw the, he's going to have to fight his half-brother. Ocean Master, yeah, he's going to have to fight his half-brother. He's going to have to fight Black Manta. Yeah. And he's going to have to fight, what they what were they called? Why's it got to be Black Manta? Because that's his name. And he's black. I, I wonder, <laughs> yeah, right? I was... <laughs> I mean, he's literally black. Both his skin and his suit. And whatever. (laughs) You're so lucky Oral isn't here right now. (laughs) Oh, you'll hear something from it. And that you're not a BJ's here and BJ's not mad. BJ doesn't yell like Oral does when these things happen. No, Oral's rage and I'm patience. Like... Like I'll say, I'll pick up dinner for everybody, and I'm gonna forget your order. Like that's how that's that's my kind of petty. I buck the establishment from the inside. But then also, I can't remember what they were called from when they rebooted Aquaman to be like cool and hip and Daddy? don't make fun of me for uh, Daddy Aquaman. I talk to fish. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think they were. I want to call them the Reach, but I don't think that's true. No, that's from Young Justice. Yeah. Whatever those crazy fish piranha face people uh, are. Yeah, the 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 uh the putty foot soldier MacGuffins of Aquaman, yeah. Yeah. These the ancient putties? beasts that are, he's unleashed. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Yeah. The putties from Power Rangers <laughs> are in this movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that's the closest thing I can think of to them. Like, here here's disposable fish creatures that I have by the millions. Go. Like Exactly. So well, We'll see how that that all shapes up. That comes out in November. I was gonna say November, or December. It's, it's it, the yeah, end of this year. Yeah, it comes out before the end of this year. Well, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So we haven't really talked a lot about SDCC, but BJ, I know you kept up a lot with what was coming out of it, and you also kept our Facebook fans and by then the transitive properties of social media our twitter fans (laughs) (laughs) apprised of some of the things that were uh were were pretty cool so are there any other big highlights that came out of it for you um so they released another trailer for venom and i i didn't hate it i didn't hate it y'all i didn't hate it um it's still gonna be terrible but at least venom looks cool um and he's eating people so that's all i could really ask for uh, what else? There Can't was... they just put a red cape on him and call him Spawn and be done with it? <laughs> you know what? I was... <laughs> when the eyes moved, I was like, uh, if there's at any point he has a cape, they're gonna have to give Todd, Mc... <laughs> Todd McFarland some royalties, because it was, it was looking kind of similar. Um, they had a trailer for, uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Uh, Which that was... Fun. That act, and it's a continuation of King Kong's Skull Island. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the last Godzilla movie. Hollow Earth thing. Um, 
yeah, I gotta say, Mothra looks fucking beautiful. Um, uh, what was the what was the Hydro look one? I can't remember his name. Uh, King. It was like something. King, King something. Um, I want to say Gorgira, but that is Godzilla. <laughs> that is Godzilla. Um, so uh, it's got Rodan, but that was the pterodactyl. Yeah, you're right. Rodan's a pterodactyl. Um, but they actually, if, I was gonna say if. If any of you out there want to list the uh, the monsters from Godzilla, by all means, please hit us up on the Facebook page. Oh, it's got Millie Bobby Brown in it. Yes. I'm actually very excited for her. And um, Kyle Chandler. Yep. Who's been a crush of mine ever since Friday Night Lights. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. Doesn't fit my type at all. But... Hmm. Um, no, the plot looks interesting. Apparently, we screwed up the earth. No surprise there, but we actually need these fucking Titan monsters to fix it. Um, so, I'm or at least what's her face says. What's uh, her name? Vera Farmiga. Yep. Her? Yep. And then uh, Glass. Uh, the trailer for Glass looked really interesting. Uh, that is the sequel to Split, Split, Split and Unbreakable, Unbreakable, and the rest of the M Night Shyamalan yep. universe. Um, they Come went on, a shared bit... universes all over the place, right? Everybody wants that cash. Um, it, it actually looks interesting. It looks uh, slightly comic booky. They're actually bringing back a lot of the characters from, um, oh my gosh, from Split. I don't know why I can't remember the name. Um, Sarah Paulson's in it as their psychiatrist. <laughs> At one Is point... it going to cross over to the American Horror Story universe? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be upset about it. Um, oh. Uh, since we mentioned DC, um, during the DC panel for, I believe it was Titans, there was a weird sort of trailer they were supposed to show, but it blipped to the original Teen Titans cartoon, saying that they're not gone. So oh, appara- the whole we found it, we found a way back. Yeah, we found a way back yeah. or something like that. So isn't that the tag from after the Teen Titans Go movie? I think so, actually. I think that's the after credit scene. So, um, supposedly they may bring back the original Teen Titans, so all of the original fans can rejoice. Because we can't get enough of Cyborg. Uh-oh. We have to have him everywhere. I mean, I'm okay with it. All those attachments. So, on to so- movies in general. <laughs> like, just like DC is trying with Cyborg, like Gretchen Wiener was trying with Fetch. DC can't make Cyborg happen. They can't really figure out where to put him because they had him with Teen Titans, and then I know in New Fifty Two they were like, uh, they were like the the Justice League need, needs a receptionist. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much. It. I do know that they released some more trailers for like upcoming movies, Spider Verse, um, Fantastic Beasts, all that stuff, and then there was, um, oh, the writer. For the new Buffy the Vampire Slayer quote unquote reboot, said that it is in fact not really a reboot. Thank um, goodness. So I'm very excited because the the writer went on the Twitter and said that um, there's only one Buffy, there's only one Giles, so it's kind of, it's kind of time for a newer Scooby Gang. But I want to know if she's going to incorporate some of the comic story stuff because uh, the comics kind of board wiped the Slayers, so there's hardly any left. So it'll be interesting to see if they incorporate any of that into the new Buffy series. Which then I hope is not called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 
Yeah, that that's the thing I'm. I'm yeah, they could just call it Slayer or something like that. And then Slayer. Eighties <laughs> metal band comes out. I would I would love if they had an episode where like it's Halloween and they all. Dress I would up love Slayer. if they got the eighties band Slayer to come and do a cover of the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer theme song. <laughs> I'd do it. I'd be down. Slayer covering Nerf Herder. I feel like that's the. <laughs> It's yes. not the way that those things normally go. <laughs> uh, all right. So moving on to uh, some movies. Both of you have seen a movie that neither of you have seen, and I haven't seen any of them. So, uh, Eric, I know you saw some Mission Impossible. How was that? I finally got to see the mustache that we didn't <laughs> get to see in Justice League. Uh, it was great. Um, it was a big improvement from Rogue Nation. This happens almost immediately after the previous Mission Impossible movie. Everybody's good. Tom Cruise broke his ankle doing one of the stunts. I know, and every time they show that scene in the trailer, it makes me wince. Yep. And to know he finished shooting the scene after he broke his ankle. Like, that's the shot they used in the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just thinking about that. But yeah, everything's good. Good stunts. Good. You enjoyed scenes. the gun show? I very much enjoyed the gun show. That bathroom fight scene where he just cocks his arms like this. Again, <laughs> podcasts are visual media. <laughs> oh, dear. oh, we need to. I need to gift that. Yeah, and post it on on our Facebook because that is amazing. We need to put a mustache on you too when you do it. <laughs> And then amazingly, after you do it, then a, a goatee will appear. <laughs> yeah, a goatee and a shirt pocket will magically appear when I cock my arms. Uh, so you would recommend it? I would. How many flames would you give it? Out of five? I would give it uh, three and seven eighths flames. If they put that bathroom scene in a couple more times, might have might have taken it up to a four. Exactly. <laughs> All right. And BJ, you saw Slenderman? Yes. Um. So I was... I was interested in seeing it because we're kind of past that whole internet phenomenon of Slenderman. All the videos have come out, all video games have come out. Um, there was uh, that really interesting YouTube series uh, that these college students did for under $1,000 uh, that was really good. I believe it was called uh, it's Something Hornets. I'll try and get a hold of it and uh, put up the first episode on the uh, Facebook page. But overall... The visuals and everything were out of this world phenomenal. He was creepy. He was standing there half the time. And you're just like, somebody fucking turn around or run away. I just need you to do a thing. Um, the only issue I... The main issue I had is that the characters were unrelatable and unlikable. Um, they pretty much went with the original um, folklore. Internet folklore for him. Which is that once you once you kind of start studying him, you get obsessed and he gets into your head. Um, and you either go crazy or you just mysteriously disappear. Um, so it was it was all right. Um, a very Babadook. It it was Babadook did it better. Duck duck duck. Um. <laughs> the, so Baba yeah, it work. was Baba it, yes. <laughs> ba, it was it was a Baba no. Um, <laughs> it, we were not Baba shook at Slenderman. <laughs> um, 
So basically just play the game, don't see the movie. Yes. Honestly, yeah. So I'd give the movie probably like two out of five. Uh it's it's really good atmosphere. Um if you want to have it have it playing in the background during a hookup or like have it playing in the background <laughs> at a Halloween party, it would be the kind of thing okay, that nobody that really pays attention to. <laughs> I agree with one out of those two things. <laughs> um, yeah, and they edited the hell out of it, so like half the stuff you see in the trailers isn't actually in the movie. Um, and a lot of reviewers are pretty much like, it's good looking, but boring. So That's usually what dates say about me, so it's fine. Aww. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, so there are some uh, some other bigger movies coming out in the uh, latter part of the year that I'm sure that we will be going to see and we'll be talking about. If you think there is a movie that we should check out, uh, I just listened to the newest pop culture happy hour on the drive home last night and uh, they talked about uh, cock blockers, which I love how it's just always referred to as blockers. Or there's <laughs> I a... heard that was surprisingly good. Yeah, heard... yeah, they that's what they had said was that it's actually a pretty good movie and it it subverts the premise that they kind of put out in the trailers. Oh, I like it when they do that. Yeah, and it, it you know, that there's a lot of actual, you know, like the girls have, the girls have sexual agency and it's actually cared about and like it's, it's not, it's not what you think that it is from what the trailers were. So nice. I, I'm excited to see that. And um, they also talked about Game Night, which... I Again, was another game, one. Right? Yeah, was... I never did see that one, and everybody I know that saw it was like, oh, they did not expect it to be anywhere near that good. Yeah, so it's th- probably going to have to be one of those uh, uh, random nights, got nothing to do, and uh, pop it on Netflix and, uh, and and just watch it. So I'm excited to see those. Moving on from the big screen to the small screen, let's talk some TV. We just wrapped up uh, Cloak and Dagger on freeform which i constantly have to remind myself is no longer abc family <laughs> because they've pretty much wiped away the the family part of anything that in, was on that channel oh yeah like because when i first started watching and tandy's just breaking up pills and snorting lines i was like okay freeform is different <laughs> And I was actually quite surprised with how much I liked the show. Yes. I watched, I think, seven episodes in a row. Because I was like, I don't want to watch this. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, I'm bored and I got nothing to do. All right, let's watch some Cloak and Dagger. And ended up binging it over two days. And was like, after I got past the world building in the first couple episodes. Yeah. Which is still good. I mean, they're good episodes, but they're slow. It was, it, it was, I felt like as slow as they were, though, like, I would not have any connection to the characters without them. Well, no, for sure. And that's what you need to do. You need to give us a reason to actually give a shit about these characters. But it's tough in this type of world today where so much is just kind of, you know. Right now. Yeah. Give it to me now. Make it good. And that's a lot of what I had heard people say or even like comments where other friends would talk about it. And it's like. Oh, I watched the first couple episodes and it was really kind of slow and I haven't gone back to it. And it's like, no, once you get past like the third episode and they've kind of built up this world, things really start to kind of pick up. And there were some, there were some moments. And it's, it, there are some heavy drama moments. Like they did a, they did a really good job with like kind of 
Because it doesn't have the same feel as a lot of the other Marvel series. Correct. But has direct ties to the Netflix series. Yes. And that made me very happy. And and a loose tie to Runaways. I would hope so. See, it's how in the comics they're pretty connected. Yeah. So what was the connection for? Uh, I, I missed the, that one. It was the uh, one of the. It had to do with the experiment Roxon was working on. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, and I like the fact that they finally are doing something with Roxon because they've mentioned Roxon in Agents of Shield. I know it's popped up in one of the movies. Um, they've. I. I think there was a passing billboard in uh, Runaway, so it's Roxon's been mentioned multiple, multiple times. Oh yeah, Roxon's huge in the comics, and, and I'm it, I'm excited that they're actually finally kind of doing something with Roxon because it's just a little plot point that's just been floating around. Yeah, it, it was weird that they had it that they changed the origins for Cloak and Dagger. But in the world that we live in, and the fact that mutants can't exactly be in the Marvel Universe yet. They missed it. Missed it by a year or two. Yeah. But it, I think it was a really good way for them to kind of tie these two together in such a way that, like, okay, like, this is plausible. I like this. I like how they're working together. I just, yeah, it was it was really a, done a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I, I was excited from the first trailer. When they showed her with the first dagger, and I was like, "Ooh, that actually looks kind of yeah." Doesn't look bad. And then I was like, "All right, I'm I'm kind of okay." And then I was like, "When they fridged the one character, oh, my jaw dropped, and I think that was the last. That was where my binging stopped, and that's when I caught up. And I was like, "Holy fuck, yeah, this is crazy." And uh, yeah, it, it it really it it was interesting. And then, of course, the season ended, and uh, we went movie style and had an after credit scene. Yep. Which, thankfully, uh, on Hulu, you don't really have to wait so long for those. Because <laughs> it pretty much, you know, all right, Cloak and Dagger title card, and end credit scene. Uh, which basically now brings in the uh, one of the main characters for next season as well, with a little mayhem. Yep. So I, I I think it was it was good. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I didn't let my you know preconceived notion of like eh, I'm not going to enjoy this you know get in the way. And I'm glad I had a free weekend that I didn't have I'm, to do anything. I'm I'm gonna say it's probably one of the breakout. I mean, there's been a lot of lot of good TV, but this is definitely one of the breakout shows for this year. Um, the act the the actors are the two leads were like phenomenal. Um. The duality and the characters, the writing, like, no, definitely, if you have not seen it, go, if you've only seen, like, the first two episodes, give it, like, the first six, and you will, you will devour it. And then when you get to there, I mean, just give it the last four, you'll be all right. It's yeah. only ten episodes, you'll <laughs> right. be okay. <laughs> and it got renewed for a second season. Yes, and I was happy to see that. Um, and Runaways will be starting back up towards the end of the year. Yes. So, I'm, I'm excited to, to see these shows. Were there actually Runaways? <laughs> And there's actually going to be some sort of tie to the MCU, the showrunner said. It'll be interesting to see how they I do mean, it. I mean, it could be a very slight little bit, but... Yeah, but it'll be nice to see them starting to kind of piece these things together, so... And it's nice to see them actually doing well with their TV. Yes. So, it's finally getting to that point where we're putting out quality movies and quality television on the Marvel side, so I'm 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 kosher with that. I like it. Voltron season seventy five came out. 
It's the last three episodes of this 14th time this year. <laughs> Just kidding. And the, la- the last season will be happening before the end of the year. So season seven came out. BJ, you have, uh, you have seen it. I, uh, I sopped it up. I was, I was a biscuit, and Voltron was the sauce, and I, I sopped it up. So um, at Comic-Con... Jesus is a biscuit. <laughs> Let him sop you up. They, Settle uh, down, Latrice. <laughs> <laughs> at uh, so at com- at Comic Con, they had a little panel where they showed a clip for the the new season. Uh, the Paladins have lost the castle. They're trying to get to Earth. Um, so it's kind of road trippy for the first three or four episodes. And they revealed that Shiro, before he was abducted by the Galra, um, was having marital problems with his partner Adam. Um, and before they could kind of resolve that he was abducted so you kind of get because you really don't have you got backstory on almost all of the paladins um either through exposition or flashbacks and this is kind of shiro's exposition and build um to kind of the squad leader he's he's become and uh, there's mixed there's mixed receptions to it because there is also two other characters that are now together and there was no real build up to that it was kind of, so a lot of people think that the lgbt stuff was kind of thrown in as an afterthought um the writer released a statement saying that they could have built it better um but they needed they needed more of a story grab to get you to care more about the earth because spoiler alert when they get to earth it's occupied by the galra completely also, they've been gone three years since said occupation. So, um, there there was some mix. There was some mixed reception to it because it's it's something we've seen that we were excited for at first, like with Korra, uh, yeah, Korra and Asami in Legend of Korra getting together at the end, and the writers are like, oh yeah, yeah, but, like totally into it. But it's it's one of those things where we need to start moving past it and actually building characters up more fluidly um however the writers did say that romance isn't one of the things that's in voltron there is some romantic stuff sort of happening with um uh the princess and lance but it's more the fact that they've been together for a long time they've been hanging out she now sees he's not a complete plebe so it's that one's actually had a long time to develop, and it would be nice if they had sort of something like that for Shiro as well. So it's weird. Um, the writer, the head writer, did say that they could have handled it better, but the overall season's fantastic, and it definitely gears you up for the final season. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of Shiro, there was <laughs> no, not Shiro. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got the speaking of Shira. Now I'll actually segue into yeah. her. Um, they showed the new Shira redesign, what she's going to look like. I don't know I'll if we talked I'll about be this the, before. I'll be the internet for a second. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, how dare you? Why it's, doesn't it's, she have breasts? It's not sexy enough. Oh. Thank you, internet. You're welcome. <laughs> My only thought was, when did Sailor Moon become the princess of power? Yeah. It's it's it definitely pulls a lot from from the whole magical girl sort of aspect. Um, I'm interested to see how they write. Um, for it, I'm 
I mean, she, they're starting her out younger than she did in the original series. She looks a lot younger. Yeah, she, what, she's original. starting out at like, I think, like 14 or 15, as opposed to like a full-ass grown, like, 28-year-old. Um, so, I'm interested. And, it, and She-Ra was never one of those things that had a lot of lore. She was Prince Adam's cousin, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was... And she what she got a power from Grace Skull as well. I just can't remember the specifics of her powers, but I think like instead of the power of Grace Skull, it was the honor of Grace Skull or something like that. It was that. like the wisdom was, or something yeah. like that. So it's more magic based than it is like Because she's a lady, she can't have power. Exactly. So I'm wondering if they're gonna change that up a bit. Like so it'll it'll be I'm I'm interested in seeing it. I like the other character designs. Um it 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 is very streamlined and anime ish, but that's kind of the era we're in now with a lot of our cartoons. So, I mean, if you don't like it, please start your own animation studio. If you don't like it, maybe just don't watch it. There you go. I'm sure there's other things that you enjoy that you can go and watch instead. Moving from one cartoon to the next. <laughs> so, the last time we talked, I believe we had all of the Stephen Bomb episodes. That had come out. Surprise, there was one more. And then, from legs to homeworld, <laughs> leaked, slash dropped, slash... Has it, has it officially been released? Yeah, it was... So, it was released, but it was never aired. It was released on their app. Oh, on, on okay. The, on that, and actually, I think it may... It was, it was leaked, like, the, like, two days before... Okay. It was released on the app. It was going to be released on the app. Gotcha. Okay, because I saw it when it had been leaked. And, um, yeah, we finally got to see White Diamond. Yeah, and she's unsettling. She's definitely... Uh, she's very stylish. Incredibly stylish. That bitch has got some some open-toe sandal heels, and I kind of enjoy them. <laughs> but, hello, hello, on top Starlight. of that, what we all had thought when... Um, was it Lion Four alternate ending? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when they when they went to the when they went to the desert and found the door in between what looked like legs, <laughs> so they entered the vagina and found the video to Stephen if he was a girl. Yeah, and it was kind of like those look like legs. It's because they were <laughs> because yellow and blue have arm ships, pink had legs. And, and white, white will form the head to call back <laughs> to Voltron. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I I like that it's one of those tropes that you see in anime a lot where, like, if you don't kill the main villain or don't depower them, like, neuter them effectively so they're not a threat, you actually kind of befriend them. And... With the case of yellow and blue diamond, they're I, I, I like those characters, but I actually like them better as I guess Steven's siblings than antagonists because just the just the just him flying the ship <laughs> and looking at Pearl and being like, I bet when mom did it it was more graceful and Pearl's like, No, 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 it was not. I don't know why, but him taking off of that ship and then the way it flew reminded me of Powdered Toast Man from Red and Stimpy, <laughs> where he flew butt backwards. <laughs> it's that awkward, like. But I like how they've there's that whole plot point of how how can they fix 
the corrupted gems and now they're uh and uh at comic-con rebecca sugar revealed that white diamond is in fact a character with no empathy at all like and the thing the big thing about steven is like all the powers aside emotionally he can always reach somebody it may take a while and they may be like what what are you doing stop touching me but eventually they come to understand like oh i have feelings i'm not like some sort of demon rock robot did you ever see what was the movie equilibrium yes where they can't have feelings yes that's so pretty it, much Jim's society yeah is steven gonna turn into christian bale <laughs> and go all ninja with that sword is well, he gonna can't. yell at the uh production crew yes <laughs> oh, okay just checking so um, it'll be easy, and they also announced that there will be a made-for-TV Steven Universe movie. Yes, with a heart-shaped gem spinning around and a shadowy, menacing figure in the heart-shaped gem. It's Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> so, also, if if you notice that the, you have the two diamond ships, which are arms, there was a third diamond ship, supposedly, that was green. So we may actually find out if there were previous diamonds that weren't... Oh, because Jasper's ship was an green, arm. Was a green arm. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll, we'll which f- is what made me kind of... Which was a little weird, the fact that blue and yellow had arms. I'm still... It's still odd to me that if blue and yellow are older than pink, how are they not more of the body than pink's entire bottom half? And where, because oh, white's the torso and the head. Yeah. And then you have blue and yellow as the arms. Like, I don't understand how. Well, because pink's the baby, if you think about it. I know, but how the hell were they getting around? Were they just like. Well, maybe they didn't. Or they I, I don't know. Maybe they didn't need to go out and conquer the universe until after pink was formed. Maybe they didn't run out of resources on Homeworld until then. This is true. So we're probably going to see the history, at least some history of the diamonds. So That'll it'll be, be yeah. I'm very. It's that they've managed to keep the show going and keep it like there's so much lore. Um. So it'll be, yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah. One of the fan theories that I saw was that uh, the Rose Quartzes will actually rise up in a rebellion and attack Homeworld, and that Steven and the Diamonds, uh, Steven and the the Crystal Gems are gonna have to protect the Diamonds from Ooh. said uh, insurrection and try to prevent another war would be interesting to say yep and then it would kind of get it to a point where nobody's really the villain but the diamonds really are the villain oh but a cute little tidbit that uh, rebecca sugar revealed the voice actress for um white diamonds pearl is the same voice actress as white diamond not the one for the other pearls yeah because all the other pearls are the same voice actress and then white and white pearl who may or may not be white pearl because that's the other theory is that white pearl is actually pink pearl. She's a and pink pearl, uh, or pink, you know, kind of ditched her because she was too by the book, and that she's broken or mind controlled. Yep. Yeah, it's very interesting. She was a bit creepy with a fractured part of her face and her yeah. eye, and she very roboticness. And she melds into the wall. Yeah. Yeah, and then. Steven got sent to his room. <laughs> that was the best part of it. Like, all right, go to your room. 
<sighs> so that's television for you. We'll be back next month with um, our fall preview, I guess we'll call it. Fall picks. Although next month, I will say uh, September 18th, uh, that is the start of American Horror Story Apocalypse. The season where it all comes together. I'm very interested in seeing how they pulled. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah. Because it's going to be a callback to what Murder House and Coven. Coven. Yep. It'll be interesting. If all of these people are coming back for this, it's going to be a large cast, which doesn't always mean great things, especially when you're only on like a 10. They do what, like 10, 13 episodes? Uh, yeah, it's usually it's either 10. It's usually 12. I yeah. think it's usually 10 or 12. So when you have that many A-lists, you know, when you're talking Jessica Lange coming back, Sarah Paulson, uh, Gaga, Cheyenne Jackson. Uh, Evan Peters, uh, oh, yeah. Gabrielle Sidibe coming back. Um, uh, oh, what's Carrie Fisher's Billy Lord? Yep, coming back again. Like all these people, it's that's a lot of people to try to shove into one. Oh, Connie Britton and Dylan McDermott, uh-huh. I think, are coming back as well. Yep, it'll be very interesting to see how that that goes. So probably when we record for next month, we'll be either right before or right around the same time that. Uh, season eight will be dropping, so you know we'll end up talking about it at some point. Yeah, because I will end up watching it no matter how much I hated Colts. <laughs> but if you are enjoying what we are doing here at Flame On, or you just love the Nerdy Show Network in general, then you can help support us. We are fan supported entertainment. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash Nerdy Show and become a patron. You can donate with as little as $1 a month. You can do a one-time subscription. You can do anything that you want if you want to help support us. And if you are wanting some of that money to go directly to Flame On, you can even leave that in the notes and we will get that money. And we thank you in advance for your contributions. If you want to follow us on the social medias, the easiest way is just to go to our website, flameonshow.com. You can scroll to the bottom and there are links to all of our social medias. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Tumblr. You can find us on Pornhub. I'm pretty sure BJ has some videos up there under the Flame On show. Wait, what? <laughs> See what happens when you stop paying attention? You said Pornhub? <laughs> I don't have a Pornhub account. I look at other people's accounts. Thank you very or much. Or X-Hamster. Or X-Tube. I mean... X-Hamster just makes me laugh. Just... <laughs> X-Hamster is where you go for the weird shit. Let's be but please feel free to follow us on any social media platform that uh, we are on that you are also on. And 
if you are having fun listening to our shows. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Should shouldn't we make should we make a flame on OnlyFans? Oh Jesus. What kind of <laughs> I don't even want to know what kind of uh material we put up there. <laughs> nothing nothing good. Oh Jesus. I'm I'm so so utterly scared about that. <sighs> we don't have an we don't have a fans only OnlyFans. Fanopolis. I don't know. There's like fourteen of new like of these sites popping up every single day. Is that would that just be us reading uh, the Flaybon slash fiction? Oh my god. If you okay, if you are writing Flaymon slash fiction, you need to get in contact in contact with us right now. You need I will put I will put Brian's phone number up and you will call him directly. And you and and we will read that on the air. That will be exclusive Patreon content right there. We will read our own fan fiction. As odd as it is to say, I actually would kind of want to see that. <laughs> right? I really would be interested to see what people would be and, saying about. And I have friends that write, so uh, hey, y'all, y'all need to get on this. Absolutely, do it. We finally have a thing. I'm so excited. I'm I'm more excited about this than the calendar. <laughs> so uh, feel free to tell your friends, coworkers, family, maybe not family, <laughs> about, about this show. <laughs> and be sure to subscribe. Uh, you can also leave us a star rating or write us a review. Those help other people to find our show as well. <laughs> Can't. Sorry, I'm sorry. Like, oh man. All right, we're good. are you gonna go home and write your own slash? <laughs> oh, oh, don't even. Do not even. Like, I will totally go out there and I will give it to somebody else, and I will be like, I just need you to email this. <laughs> I mean, he could just make another email address I, and send it. I but just make a fake email address. Do not even think I won't because. Oh, that's too good. Oh, it's too good. We we could do a crossover thing with Friday Night Fan Fiction. We'll just send a bad fan fiction to them, and we'll all read it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you just just go ahead and uh, next time you get your haircut, give it to Price Steel, send it in. We can do yes. that. Yes. And part of the reason I'm only saying that is because when I you weren't here for the the episode when I I shouted him out as a listener because I found out that he listens to the show now. Oh yeah, I sent I sent it I sent him a uh, uh, a link to it. Oh no, for, yeah, that's and thank you, Price. I uh I actually had met him when I was at the Parliament House and we recorded the next day, and uh, I, I heard that he uh, got a big kick out of us uh, mentioning him, so threw Aww. it back out there again. We actually took him and Scott to uh, their first escape rooms. What? Yep. Yep. Nice. They did amazing. I was, uh, you know, our, our our team can be a little competitive sometimes. I'm looking at Eric, but Eric is usually just... The happy-go-lucky one in the room. <laughs> hey, first escape room we ever did. Six, oh, is it? Uh, it was fifty-nine, fifty-nine. I Made still it. contribute and be happy at the same time. Oh no, I'm not saying you don't contribute. I'm just saying some of our group tends to be a little more, uh, a little more uh, uh, competitive about. Oh about uh, yeah, yeah. Not in a bad way, because they're they're still you know team players and want to be everybody to be a part of it. But when you bring two virgins into a scenario where Three of the five have all done rooms together before. You never quite know how that's gonna gonna work out, but uh, they were amazing. So no, nothing's better than the escape room I went to, where where a friend of mine stood in the middle of the room and was like, "I'm the leader." And then, like, as soon as the time started, he just ran off in a direction, and I was like, "Okay, guys, 
we're just going to break this up into quadrants <laughs> and we're going to let him think he's the leader, even though he's terrible at it. Um, and we got out in like actually uh, 25 minutes. Right. So. That was either a really easy room or you guys were really good. Uh, yes. One person, one, <laughs> yes. one person we didn't know had done the room before, so I don't know why she oh. was there. But I was like, I, I mean, she they had reset it since then, but she knew generally where the yeah, main area. That still were. slants it a bit. So we did that. I I went back in and did a room with uh with our friend Rob, and I had done the room before, but I did not do any of the puzzles I had done the first time around. Oh, look at you! So to try to at least balance it out a little bit, and we we still made it out in like forty minutes. So. It was pretty proud of us. I'm not that ethical. I'd be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know how I solved this. <laughs> I'm amazing. <laughs> I mean, I gave a little, you know, some little nudges here and there. I'd be like, maybe you should look under your feet. Like, just, yeah, right there. <laughs> maybe it's a 12 letter cipher. I'm not sure, <laughs> but. Uh, but anywho. So now on to some what you're listening to. This is the segment where we discuss some new either music or podcasts that we've been listening to that we want to recommend to all of you listening. And uh, Eric, I, I hear you might have a new podcast that you've been enjoying. I do. Ooh, tell us oh about my it. Oh, goodness. Tell me more. Tell me more. How much dough did he spend? <laughs> Were you just scanning through which line do you use? <laughs> I was. I was. <laughs> I was like, I froze. I'm like, I want to do Summer Nights, but I can't think of which line. No. Uh, so, video games. Yay, video game podcasts. Uh, this one I started listening to indirectly because of my love of Las Culturistas, which one of the hosts, Bowen Yang, was a guest on a podcast called New Player Has Joined, uh, which... Uh, the hosts are two comedy writers, and they have people on to talk about their favorite game and why they like it. Uh, it's a great dive into kind of the history of the game. Uh, and again, because they're both writers, they come up with these like trivia games they play with the guest, uh, as well as they have a reoccurring segment where one of the host's girlfriends, who does not play video games at all, will watch him play a game and give abstract descriptions (laughs) of said game and then the guest has to guess what that game is it is fantastic that that actually sounds pretty amazing that really does sound good (laughs) yes it's it's great they talk about all a whole range of games from original nintendo games to Guitar Hero, to Blizzard games, to it's all over the place, Um, and it's just a good range of guests as well. Awesome! Uh, Give us that podcast name one more time. It is New Player Has Joined. Love it, love it. All right, BJ, what you got for us? Um, actually, I've got a little something. uh, I got a little something, a little deep. So I've been listening to a book, an audio book, book on tape oral, um, called The Velvet Rage. It's Overcoming the Pain of Growing Up Gay in a Straight Man's World by Alan Downs. Um, It's pretty fantastic. It was suggested to me um, by a mental health professional. And uh, it's it's really, really good for kind of dealing with like deep-rooted issues that you may or may not have known you've had. Um, It explains some of the weirdness of things we do to kind of... um, to kind of uh when we hit survival mode when we uh try to uh, like subconsciously adjust 
to make situations more comfortable for ourselves and others around us. Um, and there's some there's some really good personal accounts from the uh, mid '80s out in California. There's some really good accounts in New York. Uh, he's moved around a lot. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a really good read. Um, so it's the Velvet Rage. Overcoming the Pain of Growing Up Gay in a Straight Man's World by Alan Downs. Really, really good stuff. Very nice. Very nice. Um, what I've been listening to isn't new to me and isn't even really new in general. Um, but I did get the ultimate edition of Purple Rain that came oh. out, I think, wow, a year or so ago. Um, we just hit the, I think, 35th anniversary of the movie Holy shit. this year. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, but it is a three CD, one DVD set. It's got the remastered nine track Purple Rain soundtrack. And then it has a B-sides CD that includes some of the music from the movie that wasn't actually part of the soundtrack. Like, um... There's one that's called Father's Song. It's the sheet music that Prince finds throughout the movie and then ends up playing was the song that his father had written that oh. he, that's in the movie. Um, and then there is a like singles and remixes uh, disc as well, and that has like the uh, seven inch single version of Purple Rain, and so kind of like the radio edits and uh, some of the remixes that were done for or the extended mixes for the of some of these songs. So. Uh, and then it also has a live concert uh, DVD with it as well. So it, there's a lot of really good stuff that's I'm included have to in pick this that package. Up for my mom. Yeah, it's I got it on Amazon. It was uh, it was good. And it actually comes with auto rip. So as soon as you buy it, you actually have everything, uh, all the music right there for it. Nice. So it's really kind of cool. So Purple Rain: The Ultimate Collector's Edition. It's a 35 year old soundtrack, but I'm still loving it to this day. It really makes me happy. And sad all at the same time, because if you've watched Purple Rain, you know that it's not exactly a happy-go-lucky movie through most of it. So, from uh, music to comics, let's dish about some comics. Uh, how are the Power Rangers doing? Um, I feel like I need to ask about that. <laughs> like, they are. I mean, I mean, their world is their world is supremely fucked up right now. Um, they're starting to reach kind of a climax for our Shattered Grid. Um, as of right now, Zordon and Doggy Kruger are making the... Yep, Doggy Kruger. <laughs> he's there, too. Um, uh, Did you say Doggy Kruger? His name is Doggy Kruger, and he was uh, he was on one of the Rescue Force Rangers. Do you know what comes to my head when I, you say Doggy There's Kruger? a lot of things that come <laughs> to people's heads. No, Eric, I don't know what comes to because your head. Like in the Deadpool multiverse, there's dead pup or dead dog or whatever. You call <laughs> dead it. dog, dog pool, dog, dog pool. pool. That's it. Usually uh, they don't use the dead part. They, usually just, they use the pool part. Come here, dead dog. Come here. <laughs> Why isn't he moving? Um, really living up to his name. So I just imagine some dog that's been burned alive and is wearing a sweater and a top hat. With, <laughs> Uh, he does have like some weird scaly like fur slash skin. It's it's he's no he's definitely a little weird looking. We need to find a picture of Doggy Kruger and put <laughs> find, it on. Uh, you find a picture of Doggy Kruger. Why? Well, uh, the so um 
So Draken is trying to get into the morphing grid, and he's super close. Um, there is a neat little uh, side story with a future version of Kimberly. He's nothing what I thought he would look really? like at all. <laughs> and he's a furry? Kind of? I mean, the furries love him, so. <laughs> you carry on. <laughs> so, um, but uh, the rangers are kind of galvanized, and they're going to their... They're kind of all getting together, all the remaining rangers, and they're going to the one person for help that, I mean, we all saw coming, but everybody avoided it. They are officially going to Rita for help because she has a stake in this as well. Her timeline will be affected as much as their timeline once he gets into the morphing grid. So enemy of my enemy. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of where it's at. There's been two annuals since it started and there's some really good side stories. So don't skip the annuals because there's a lot of nice weirdness with time and everything. Um, and the other thing I was reading is the new Black Panther. Uh, uh we haven't gotten a Marvel yet, sir. We haven't Marvel. Okay, We're well, on indie comics right well, now. <laughs> as far as indie goes, <laughs> that's all I'm reading is Power Rangers. Are you reading anything DC? Cause I, aside from Mr. Miracle and... That's usually Brian's gig, so I'm not going to really, I'm not, I think there's only like one or so issues since we last talked about it, Um, so I'm not going to get much into it. I, I've been kind of get it catching up on the Flash War. Um, There has been a nice little, the the Speed Force has officially been fucked with, Um, but they have now revealed that the Speed Force is but one of many. Um, we've got a we've got a strength force, a sage force. So it's the Green Lantern Speed Force. Pretty much, it's or the um, Lantern Speed Force, I should say. Yeah, it's kind of a lantern. It's kind of a lantern, but it's just known as force. Um, so speed is just happens to be one of the ones that speedsters tap into. Um, so we will we, we will see how that shakes out. <laughs> and uh, we'll see what Hunter Zolomon's true machinations, because I think. Uh, his his idea was to get a hold of the Speed Force, but that's kind of all types of fucked with now. So we're find out how that's going to affect the future of Wally West and Barry Allen and all the other speedsters. Um, so yeah, until so when I get the new DC streaming service, I'm going to probably binge a whole bunch of DC events that I've missed out on. Hmm. All right. So now we'll step into Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> And go ahead and tell us about the uh, the new Black Panther series. Um, so we got the new Black Panther series with T'Challa in space. Um, the, it's a galactic kingdom of Wakanda. The galactic kingdom of Wakanda is kind of a shitstorm. Um, uh, you know what happens when you don't pay attention to what your other kingdoms are doing? They usually go bad. Um, so you've got um, T'Challa. They haven't really explained when or how he got out there. But he has been living as a slave in his own kingdom. So, um, I'm I've gotten through issues one and two. I know three's already out, and uh, four should be coming out. I think actually it should be out this week. So after uh, so before you hear this podcast, it should be already be out. And then uh, that's pretty much Marvel. That's other than that and Runaways and uh, run- for you. Yeah. Because then we go over to the X side and it's a whole fucking clusterfuck of oh, yeah. interesting. Um, Runaways has been cute. It's just very small stories. It's just kind of developing the characters from where they've been. Um, they've picked up a Doom bot that just hangs out with them now. Um, they had a character from Power Pack making a little appearance. Um, 
So it's it's that's been a really I've actually needed something a little bit more down the earth. <laughs> um down the earth to read. So if you're looking for something that's a smaller story with a tight knit group of characters, uh definitely pick up Runaways. And now we can g- I defer to <laughs> Pat for the X. <clears throat> well, okay. So I won't even I'm not even going to dig into the X just yet. Death of the Inhumans. I did not even think I was going to care about this series. But our local comic store, our local comic shop, our LCS, if you will. I'm sorry, I need to get with the hip, <laughs> hip cool lingo. Um, had a little like shelf marker that said, buy this. Like, you need to read this. So we bought it. And it pretty much just went balls to the wall right off the bat. The, it's living up to its title. Pretty much, uh, they slaughtered about 4,000 Inhumans and destroyed uh, Arctolan. New Arctolan, I should say. Because mm-hmm. apparently, I don't know where, Adelan's still on Earth, I'm assuming. This is like the little space, like this was their asteroid M floating around in space. That This uh, Vox, who is a very interesting looking character, looks like a very corrupted uh Bastard child of Black Bolt and Lord Zed. Huh. His hmm. visuals are like he's got that weird like that mouthpiece, like that metal mouthpiece with uh with all that and super powerful and um uh, just going around slaughtering the fuck out of everybody. And um I was pretty pissed because uh the end of issue one, Maximus gets killed. Didn't care about that. Uh uh-uh. I was like, alright, whatever. But who was there trying to help him get out of there? Lockjaw. Oh, and they killed Lockjaw in the no. fucking first issue. Why? And I was so mad. I was so mad. Uh, issue two came out, I think, about a week. I think it was last week from when we were recording this. Uh, so about a week and a half when, from when you'll be hearing. A week and a half before you'll hear this. And uh, it's just as crazy. Black Bolt um, basically went to the the remains of the Kree homeworld and uh, started reading off the names of all of the Inhumans that were killed. Yes, actually saying all the names and basically decimating a shit ton of Kree. Uh, As they described it in there, it came to be referred to as the Black Eulogy. And um, yeah, just uh, Kree dying all over the place. And uh, it closes with... um, Vox saying, this is probably something no one's ever told you, but Black Bolt, hush. And you just see the knife going into his throat, or going across his throat. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Okay, then. All right. Uh, but then Black Bolt's on the cover of issue three, because, you know, they show you the cover for the next issue. And I'm like, um, okay, maybe they didn't just kill him. Maybe they just severed his vocal cords. So I don't quite know how that's going to go, but it's been uh, quite interesting hmm. in the first two issues. I might pick that up. Uh, on top of that, we have Cosmic Ghost Rider, which if any of y'all remember, I um, loved the Cosmic Ghost Rider from the Thanos series. The Thanos annual with having him in there was fantastic. It's now spawned into its own series where Frank Castle is kind of given his life back. But not so much given his life back, because he ends up at Valhalla, and Odin, he's being a dick to Odin, because he's kind of like, <laughs> that's just who he is. I mean, yeah. So Odin fucks with him and gives him his life back, but as the Ghost Rider still. So 
Um, he's not just a skull. He like actually looks like a human when he's not the Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he decides to go back in time and kill baby Thanos. Huh. Decides not to do it. Takes baby Thanos. And he's trying to figure out a way to rehabilitate him and maybe put him on a path that doesn't make him the Mad Titan. And now, as it comes to it at the end of this uh, second issue, has now decided to raise the baby as his own. (laughs) So now we're going to have a Thanos raised by the Punisher. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's, uh, It's funny. It's interesting. It almost feels like a What If series. But done in such a way that it's like, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just, it's fun. I feel like he's going to turn out the same. I literally, I mean, it's, it's, it's Frank Castle. And I feel like it's, he's going to turn out. I feel like he'll turn out worse. I feel he's like. He's being raised by the Punisher. <laughs> I, like, I feel like he'll just turn out the, the exact same. But the best part about the second issue is that he takes him, takes baby Thanos to this planet. And like, you know, and all the, the the kind of narration bubbles it's like it's this world whatever and it's like oh don't worry if you haven't heard of it before and he goes on this whole thing and he's sitting in a bar and he's got baby thanos <laughs> tied to him by the chain <laughs> like chain like wrapped around baby thanos's waist connected to him and they're just sitting there at the bar and he's just having a conversation with baby thanos <laughs> and it's ridiculous as ridiculous as it sounds, me saying it, and it's just, it's awesome. Isn't isn't that movie Sweet Home Alabama, where she walks in a bar and she goes, oh, you have a baby in a bar. It's That's that's what I yes. think of. <laughs> yeah, that's, it, it's interesting. If you're in for a quirky, uh, if you're in for a quirky ride, Cosmic Ghost Rider definitely uh, fits that bill. I haven't gotten into Infinity War deep enough to be able to talk about it. The last thing I read was Infinity War Prime. Which had the big shocker that at the end of the issue, this new main like enemy threat beheaded Thanos and kicked off Infinity War. So definitely next month, uh, hopefully Or will be back and we can talk more about Infinity Wars. And um, Mr. and Mrs. X started because we talked about the fallout from Peter and Kitty not getting married. Ah. Uh. Rogue and Gambit did, Mr. and Mrs. X uh, is their new title. They're now in space on a mission uh, dealing with, uh, I believe, Warbird, one of the the space people. It's been okay so far. I want to give it a couple more issues before I really kind of uh, decide how I feel about it. Because a lot of these new titles, like even the Cable uh, solo series, like that first arc, I didn't love. The second one is interesting. Uh, but it's, you know, I still am not 100% on it, but it's Cable. And again, this is Rogan Gambit. I'm going to read it no matter what. But I I, I want to see how this progresses more and more. Multiple Man. I wasn't thinking that this was going to be something I was going to want to read. It is crazy. It is fun. It's wacky. It's just a whole bunch of Jamie Madroxes running around. Crazy evil Jamie Madrox taking over the future. Um, a Deadpool Madrox, a Cable slash Warlock Madrox hybrid, which was weird when you go three of them because it's <laughs> Madrox's Cable and Warlock. 
and all these other different like Doctor Strange, Warlock, like it's or Doctor Strange, Madrox, and all of these crazy things. And um, yeah, it's it's taking the final page of the newest issue of Multiple Man caught me off guard. I'm not going to spoil that one. That one was uh, was worth the, uh, the 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 page turning for that one because my code got a little messed up. So I actually had to flip through and read the book itself. Uh-huh. So I actually did a page turn. It was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right, so a little bit on the X side of it. Astonishing X-Men released their annual. It's basically a throwback story for the original X-Men, minus Scott, but including X. Because at this point, everybody should know that X is Xavier. He was the Shadow King, but now he's Xavier. It's a whole big crazy thing that's happened in Astonishing X-Men. But it was really kind of fucked up. It was a very disturbing story where they go back to like Xavier's backstory a little bit and they have to do this whole crazy thing and it gets goaded into uh angel having to do some dirty work as archangel and then um x wiping their memory of it oh yeah so that last page is just kind of like or the last you know after the last little bit it's just kind of like oh oh yeah and the big one that i'll talk about i'm not gonna talk too much more about comics right now but extermination starts this is what we've been leading up to. They've had like five different post-credit scenes and five different uh, X titles. It's a 20 year in the future slash now story. Hmm. And just like Death of the Inhumans, they're not really holding any punches back. They go ahead and put Scott and uh, young Scott and Bloodstorm on a date. Yeah, interesting. Ahab shows up with hounds. Ahab then proceeds to um, put a silver-laced spear through Bloodstorm's heart. Bloodstorm's dead. Then there's another shadowy figure that is kind of like saying, oh, they've, they've screwed everything up. Goes and takes out young Bobby. Cable shows up. They kill Cable. Jean shows up. Old Jean. Uh. They did not make her sad enough for her. She's like, they killed my son. And she just looks like this. Like, there is no remorse. There's no sadness. No, there's no anything. I'm just like, y'all could have drawn her a little better for a <laughs> grieving mom right now. Like, I get it. She's been dead for a while. But still, she raised that boy. <laughs> I don't care if that was her clone son. She went to the future and raised that boy. On her honeymoon that lasted like three days. But still, she raised him. And they just did not draw her, like, upset enough, and that made me mad about it. But then there's a big reveal as to who the, the cloaked figure is. So, um, issue one, off to a really good start. But it's living up to its extermination title right now. So, this is uh, a major, major X event, which will lead into the next major X event <laughs> <laughs> that starts, uh, Decimation, I think is the next one? Yes. And that starts in November. So we go from extermination to decimation. So the this is just not sounding good for the X people in general. Has Black started yet? No. X-Men Black, for those of you who don't know, was thought to be another title. And we found out that it is a series of villain-led titles that are going to be, I think, more like one-shots. Gotcha. So you'll have like a Magneto one. You might have like a Mystique one. Yeah. And you'll have all of that. So those are the comics that um, BJ and I are reading. <laughs> Eric, thanks for chiming in on this this uh, 
this segment. We appreciate you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so before we wrap it up for this podcast, uh, we're going to do what we do for every podcast episode, and we will end it with our one-ups for the month. These are the things that are giving us life. It will not be Miss Vanjie tonight. I'm just saying that right now. Send all the hate mail you want, but I got to go deal with this. I got to go work in a couple of hours and go deal with Vanjie. Vanjie. And then I'm going to walk out of the room backwards and then run away <laughs> when it's all said and done. So let's start with Eric. What is giving you life? Wow. Sorry. Um, no, literally. Wow. World of Warcraft. <laughs> uh, Battle for Azeroth dropped two days ago. So I am having fun doing all of the new things with all of the new places and all of the new quests and all the new people and all of the things. All the things? Yes. Although I have been a horde person for a long time. I didn't know you were a hoarder. Yes, very much so. And currently the storyline makes me feel like I'm a Republican. (laughs) You're not the first person to say that. (laughs) Because of my current war chief and the things she's doing. Uh, I'm sure the story is going to loop around and I'll be fine again, but right now it just makes me feel a little off. Like, I play video games and stuff to escape real life, and it feels like I'm... (laughs) You don't want to be reminded. I feel like I'm Paul Ryan right now. When I play. It's weird. Bearded Paul Ryan or clean-shaven Paul Ryan? Uh, Tank top Paul Ryan with a base backwards baseball cap <laughs> flexing well yep <laughs> but it's right. giving me life <laughs> alrighty BJ what is giving you life um Warframe I've been kind of addicted to it for the past couple of months um it's free to play on Steam um and it's kind of what Destiny wishes it was um It's far-flung future sort of game. Um, You pilot these exosuits known as Warframes, uh, and they range anywhere from a Warframe that summons animals to a Warframe that summons tentacles. Uh, I think there's one that summons a bunch of bees. Uh, Not the bees! (laughs) You get to bees. Everybody gets bees! Um... But, uh, no, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you can kind of dive into the lore at your leisure. Um, the, uh, the story, uh, quest system's really cool. Um, yeah, there's, there's, uh, you have a leveling system for each individual item, and you also have, like, a master rank system, which is your actual character's level. Um, so yeah, it's, if you like, if you're a completionist and you like, uh, it's kind of open online if uh, if you can play with friends in a squad of four. So it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Nice. Sounds entertaining. Yep. Minus the bees. <laughs> but not the tentacles? No, tentacles are fine. Bees, not so much. So what is giving me life has been happening for the last two and a half weeks, roughly. And that has been my concert-going experiences. Oh, yeah. Uh, about, oh, actually... Uh, almost three-ish weeks ago, maybe. Or, yeah, about two and a half weeks ago. I uh, saw Janelle Monet at House of Blues. It was amazing. Uh, the Queer Revolution 
has a new leader. Her name is Janelle Monet. If you have a chance to see her in concert, do it. You will not be disappointed unless you really don't like her, in which case then you probably will be because you don't like her. But then I don't want to be friends with you because, honestly, she's amazing. Um, I was so excited that I actually, like, the next day went and bought um, the three albums, the three full-length albums on Amazon uh, and had them delivered so that way I could go return something at Amazon at UCF and then forgot it at home. So I had to make another trip anyway and buy more stuff, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> and I actually went out and sought out, uh, because I, what I didn't realize, I knew that it was all, like, it, it was an overarching story for the first two albums. I didn't realize that she had an EP before that, mm-hmm. uh, because Arc Android is Suites 2 and 3, and then Electric Lady is Suites 4 and 5 yep. of the seven-part movement um, of... Uh, Sarah Mayweather? Yes, I, I, it's the Metropolis Suite, I think is what it's called. Yeah, Metropolis is, I think, uh, the first one. Well, Metropolis is the uh, is the EP, and it's... Um, but I think it's the Metropolis Suite is what it, the the whole seven part movement is is. But it's the whole Cindy Mayweather saga. Um, so I actually had to track down a copy of Metropolis through a Barnes and Noble website that's getting that got it from a Goodwill in Seattle. Wow! Like they actually like I guess partner with some of the Goodwills and like some of the like I guess their merchandise is uh, archived through Barnes and Noble. And uh, yeah, so I was able to get one. It'll my copy of uh, of uh, Metropolis will be here on Saturday, so I'm excited about that. Uh, and then shortly after that, the beginning of August, I got to see the Adventures of Kesha and Macklemore in Tampa. Macklemore was fine; it was a good show. He, he's very energetic. I just don't really care as much about Macklemore, uh, but Kesha was amazing. It wasn't as um, I don't even want to say heavy because when I saw her in New York, it was the Rainbow Tour. So it was mm-hmm. really focused on, a lot on Rainbow. This felt a lot more like, okay, we're doing a summer party tour. So it was a lot more of her old stuff uh, and three songs off of Rainbow. So she, she opened the show with Woman. Yeah. Uh, she did, I can't for the life of me remember the. Did she say Prayed? She did Praying. praying. That, was, uh, that was second to last song. And there's another one that she did. I, I, for some reason, I constantly just don't even. Put What's it the in what there. about boots? That seems like a jam she would have done. I wish she had done boots because I uh, love that song. I would have been thoroughly pleased if she had done that. But it was a fantastic show. It was hot as balls. It was my first outdoor concert here in Florida. Ooh, yeah. So I didn't love that part of it, but overall, it really just was amazing. Oh, Bastards. How did I forget Bastards? Uh, uh, which isn't so much a jam, but again, it's like she hit like the one big um, like po- uh, message song was Bastards. And it, you know, lends itself to crowd like kind of chant along at the end of it. Um, but I had, I had good seats. I got um, confetti glitter that I that streamed all down onto us. Uh, it just it was amazing. And I got myself a new cat vomiting, a rainbow uh, Kesha <laughs> t-shirt. So I'm I'm all stoked and all set for, for the cruise in February. And then yesterday, from when we were recording this, um, August 14th, Tuesday night, I was in Tampa and saw Taylor Swift do her Reputation Stadium tour with opening acts uh, Charlie XCX, 
who you know you need to have a couple more songs when you were singing songs that you are a featured artist on and you're just doing the whole song because she did uh i love it oh she's a girl yes i had no idea who this person was (laughs) um she was on i love it icona pops i love it yeah and she closed her set with fancy by iggy azalea featuring charlie xcs oh wow i was like uh and then she didn't even like she didn't really do the rap parts of it so i'm like she didn't do that do that (laughs) a little bit of that Uh, (laughs) but it was like why are you closing your set with fancy where you're not even singing the majority of the song and then even during the choruses when you're in there you're having the crowd sing parts of it i'm like this is the oddest choice of closing number for your set ever yeah uh and then uh camila cabello was the other opener uh so i got to hear havana unana live and I just looked around and was waiting for Chantel DeMarco to pop out from behind a curtain. <laughs> it didn't happen, but I, I have some video and I just kind of want to edit Chantel DeMarco into it. So we'll see. Uh, and then Taylor Swift just, it, it was it was fun. It was entertaining. Uh, the stage setup was enormous. We had good seats and they were still specs in the distance. Because it's a stadium, and we weren't on the field. We were in the first level, but directly across from the stage. And it was like, I see that little woman moving on the stage. So I could just imagine what it would be like to be in the 300s above us (laughs) and be like, I see a speck moving around down there. So a lot of my concert watching was still the giant screens behind her. Yeah. So that way I could see what was going on on the stage. But there was one point. There were two uh, satellite uh, stages out in the field. And there was one that was very uh, Glinda the Good Witch, like it, it was like a almost like a ball, and it had like all these lights on it, which is really cool. So she flew her way over to the Aww. other stage while singing one of the songs. I forget which, which song it was. She bubbled herself in, and then she did a couple songs on that side, and then she's like, "There's a stage over there. I'm gonna go to that one." And she walked down and then walked through like the the fenced in area and like just high five people and like did the whole thing like going through the crowd so it was like a 20 minute wait while like band is like playing the same three chords for the next song over and over again (laughs) um and then she was on the stage that was closest to us and even then it was like the pictures i have it's like she's still so small (laughs) she's so close to us but still so far probably 50 yards away and it still was like there's little taylor swift over there uh, but it was a good show. It was great to hear. Uh, I love Reputation. The album itself is fantastic. There, the, the for me the weakest link is "Look What You Made Me Do," which was the lead single from the album. Uh, uh, but it was it was fantastic to actually get to hear a bunch of these things, these songs that I love sung live. So it was uh, it was good. So concert going in the summer in Florida is uh, what's making me have all the life in this month of August. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening to us here at Flame On. Remember, you can check us out at flameonshow.com. You can check out all of our social media sites by going to the bottom of the page there and just clicking on them. Or find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all the other places you can find somebody on social media. You can also help support us and the Nerdy Show Network by going to patreon.com forward slash nerdy show and becoming a patron. And uh, if you want to earmark some of that money, make sure you put that into the notes. And again, if you want somebody in your life to enjoy the goodness that is Flame On, then make sure that you recommend us or just give us a star rating or a review on uh, your favorite 
podcast platform and that'll help other people to find the show or just set them on fire we don't condone that because i don't want to be sued your friend is on fire (laughs) (laughs) all right we need a parody album and we need fan fiction for the patreon let us know you want it say you want it and it will be done Ah, but we do love to hear from you, so uh, feel free to leave us comments, and uh, and uh, <laughs> I can't even, <laughs> literally can't even, full white girl at this point. That does it for us. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch y'all next time. Peace. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.